Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Well, come along. It's a Friday episode, and Friday is a very special day because it sees the beginning of the second half of our extensive UK tour, mm. which began last November. And uh, if you're listening to this on Friday, uh, we're going to be in Brighton tonight at Comedia with a K. Don't get it confused with any other Comedias that there might be in Brighton with a C mm. or a silent T even. So what's where we're going to be, and we're on, I don't know what time we're on, actually, probably 8 o'clock, something like that. But um, hopefully you've got tickets already, if you live in Brighton and or Hove, and is it, is it Kemp Town that's nearby? Kemp Town, yeah, sort of like kind of a district of Brighton, yeah. Yeah, or um, where's the place that's just along, along the road a bit? Rottendean. Yeah, we'll say that, yeah. yeah. You know the area better than me. Yeah, Rottendean, Port Slade, any of those areas. Fucking et cetera, et cetera. It, it come from Eastbourne if you want. Won't take Whoa. that long. Come along, come along from Eastbourne. It's fine. Come one, Is come there a on. Bus? Come. There's a bus. There's a Is train. There a bus or I a don't tram? know about a bus. There's a there's a train. There's no trams. But um, if you are right. in East Sussex or even certain parts of West Sussex, feel free to come along and uh and keep an eye out because you may see the top flight time machine tour bus uh or fleet of tour buses Power bus. um traveling through your town or village um so keep an eye out big the big fleet of orange buses um blacked out windows in our ones you'll know the ones yeah, we're in because we don't yeah. we don't like to see people see in but also interestingly about our yeah. blacked out windows is we also don't like to see out because we don't like to see people, the public. Uh, Don't like to see them. Uh, Because it puts us off. It takes us out of our creative zone. If we see normal, dreary people living dismal lives, it it drags Mm. us down and takes us out of our reverie. Um, I mean, we we have have three buses each, don't we? Because we're not sure which bus we're going to want to be on on any given day. Obviously, we don't travel on the same bus together. That would be ludicrous. No, we're not hippies. Yeah, <laughs> we're not hippies. We're not part of a fucking commune. Um, no, I, so, I did read uh, once about a French aristocrat who was so he lived in this big mansion and he lived this life of like completely like immense, unimaginable sort of um, largesse pam- pam- is the word. I think we're pampering and pampering and luxury, right? And yeah. The existence of it, he obviously had a vast staff, but he was his his existence was so rarefied that he didn't like the idea of having to even acknowledge that the staff were there. So not not just that he wouldn't want to see them, so they would have to like mm. serve his food while he was out of the room. Do you know what I mean? And then then he'd yeah. come in and it'd all be there, or whatever. Right? He then 
he couldn't even think about them in his head because it would upset and depress him, the idea of these other people of the lower orders existing in his home. So he yeah. made them wear slippers uh, so they couldn't even be heard around the house. He, right. he it, it was that important to him. He, he couldn't, he couldn't, comp- he didn't want to have to comprehend the existence of people who were poor and not mm. him. That mm. was that was his style. I've got to find out who he is because uh, it might might be dive worthy. French aristocrats are often dive worthy. <laughs> yeah. I've told Feels you like a history box. I've told you about the bloke. I've told you this one before about. I think his name is Condorcet. He's a French aristocrat right. and philosopher, right? And uh, at university, I had to study him for about I don't know, fucking two weeks or something. And the only bit I remember, I remember nothing about his writing or what his point of view was. But in the French Revolution, right, when they were like, mm. right, let's kill all the aristocrats, right. A uh, lot of these aristocrats thought, right, we'll, we'll go on the run. So they stopped. So they had to drop the old aristocrat thing, which in those days they wore those those enormous wigs, didn't they? You know, the big, giant, tall ones. The, the, the only aristocrat I can think of is that one that was in Dick Turpin that time. Yes, they all looked like remember. him. He always mentioned it. He actually mentioned it was the latest fashions <laughs> from Paris. <laughs> Someone commented on his wig and he said, it's the mood. It's the mood, yes, from Paris. So he had this, they wore those big fucking wigs. They had they uh, powdered faces and little yeah. be- beauty marks, often little beauty marks. Yeah. I mean, there was a while Adam Ant was banging to the whole thing as well, right? I mean, that's what we look like backstage. Yeah, we, we do, just get yeah. Into our before we get we into on, normal we? working man clothes. Yeah. We dress like sensory stads, but only to please the audience. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... This uh, geezer, he thought, right, I better get shot of all of this carry-on and dress like a peasant, and I'll go undercover and just travel through the countryside and hopefully get out of France before they chop my fucking head off, right? And um, do you know how he got caught? He was in some <laughs> sort of roadside fucking restaurant or whatever, bistro, right? And Little chef. Yeah, it was like the, the equivalent of... Le, 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 le before, before. Le, be, le before petit became- garçon. Le, Before it became pulse and cocktails. Yeah, le petit garçon de, de cuisine, right? <laughs> and he's he's gone in and he goes, uh, what, they go, what do you want? And he goes, I'll have an omelette, right? Safe bet. Omelette, working man's food, yeah? Mm. And they've gone, right, how many eggs, right? Meaning, do you want two eggs or, if you're feeling very hungry, three eggs? That's normal in a lot of places. You know, how many eggs do you want in your omelette? Two or three. Without batting yeah. an eyelid, the cunt's gone. Twelve. <laughs> and the whole... Twelve. The whole fucking cafe has just fallen silent and every fucking head has turned. Because <laughs> it wasn't just about the ask twelve, it was the way that he asked for twelve, like, really casually, as if, well, I assume you're asking, do I want ten eggs or twelve? And I yeah. fancy twelve today, you cunt. So fucking, Feels- go on, <laughs> chop, chop, get fucking whisking. <laughs> It don't, it's not, it's like not a, a quick job. Kind of it's not a yeah. quick job to whisk 12 fucking eggs, you cunt. It'll, you've got to put some fucking elbow grease and Jesus. time into it. And that's how he got Jeez. caught. On the basis of ordering a 12-egg omelette, he got caught and he got guillotined. Well, that's, that's something to think about. I mean, we need to be careful because there's a... there's uh, I think there's a revolution coming in this country. People yeah, are beginning probably. to rise up against against um, the fat cats. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and those that uh, did well out of uh, COVID and PPE and all that. And the, I think the Blue Noses at City the Hall. The Blue Noses at City them, Hall. Them They've well. got to go, haven't we don't they? Want to be, we don't want to be on that side. No, the, exactly. Uh, that's, why we got, that's why we got to dress down when we were uh, in yeah. public. We have. But yeah, but we're on in Brighton tonight and then London tomorrow night, Saturday mm. night. Saturday night in London's swinging Soho. Oh. At 21 Soho. Glitzy. Um, Great venue. Yeah, and, brilliant um, venue. Well, and it's, it's your birthday Eve, mm. I believe, as well. There were fun and so, games at the, so, uh, when we played this venue last time, weren't there? I can't remember exactly. Well, there was a couple of lunatics, wasn't there? there were, yeah, there were... The, Colourful there was characters, someone, you might call someone them. Someone brought a dead mouse and someone else brought a dead rat thing. And there was also a colourful character who, you know, you get one who thinks the show's sort of more about him. There was one yeah. of those characters at the last London show. I've, I've got a vague memory of someone kind of just running about in the audience. A yeah, lot I feel there was a runner. We had a runner. Things. We had a runner at a couple of shows <laughs> on the last time. We got a runner. He just called security. Get the net. We got a runner. Can you get the net on this one, please? We do have runners. We seem to attract runners. <laughs> People who... And scuttlers. People who want to get up during the show and just start scuttling about. Scuttling about. So, yeah. Can, can you there please... Many rules. If you're coming to any of the shows uh, over the coming week, please try to refrain from scuttling. I don't want to impose an official no scuttling rule and put the sign up on the door because that feels to me... I want to trust you as the audience. I want to treat you like adults. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well. Tr- treat you like adults. So... I don't want to say no scuttling, but, mm. you know, just think, just try to refrain from scuttling about. If right? you can. Sit if down can. and just enjoy the show. Drink it in. Scuttle before we come on. Scuttle during the interval because there is one. Mm. Um, and then scuttle the fuck off afterwards. Scuttle out. Street into scuttle the night. out and scuttle about the city centre for all week, eh? We'll, yeah. we'll be in our travel lodge by then. I might hear you scuttling out the window, but... Um, that won't bother me. I'll get off to sleep anyway. While we're talking about um, France mm. and um, high society and aristocracy and mm. all that, I've just learned earlier this morning that uh, the film by Ken Loach, The Old Oak... Mm. The, one start, the one with you in, yeah. Well, assuming that my bits didn't get cut out. Well, have you not, have you, um, have you not given his office a call to us? Hello, it's Dawson again. I don't ask. It's Dawson calling vis-a-vis the status of my scenes in the old oak. Do you have an answer from Lochie Boy yet? Has there been a way where you can maybe replicate the very short scenes that I was in and scatter them throughout the film and make it more about uh, moi, if you like? I am perfectly happy. As I, have, plot? as I have said in all of my correspondence, and there has been a lot, um, I'm perfectly happy for him to make a virtual version of me, like what they did with the young Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian series. That's fine. If he needs me to be in more scenes, and I won't, I'll charge half price. I, I'm, I'm happy to come at the office and do some more bits if you want to stick them in. If you want to just add some office scenes that may not be relevant, but you know, uh, I'm a big deal. I have two podcasts, so <laughs> I think it'll sell tickets. Bums on seats is what it's all about, isn't it, Ken? Yeah. <laughs> I say, Ken, I know you're a sister, please pass this on verbatim to Ken. Everything I've said to you, pass it on verbatim. I will be checking when I see him at the premiere, which I'm assuming I will be attending. Well, that's the thing. The film The Old Oak has been selected by the jury at the Cannes Festival. Oh, my God. For consideration. Um, 
So I mean, I think I think I'm probably on the cast list. I reckon I'll be somewhere between 19th and 25th. I think you should get that's down ambitious. there on Le, I think well, what they call it the Quasette. That's where all the is it? That's where the movers and shakers hang out down at Cannes in the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, I feel as though I need to get a linen suit. Yeah, get quite sp- soon. Get a spray tan. Um, spray tan. I think I should just go down there just on spec. There was a doc- official there was delegation. A do- there was a documentary on BBC Three years ago, and it was a comedian. I think it was Danny Robbins, but I'm not sure if it's the same Danny Robbins who now does that uh, the very popular podcast. Uh, but I think he's maybe it's not. I don't know. Anyway, oh, is that Danny Robbins is into ghosts and that now? Yeah, he used to have long hair. Yeah, he was, be, he, think, he was yeah. a good guy, and he made this yeah. funny documentary where he went. I can't remember the whole premise of the documentary, but in one bit, he went down to to the Cannes Film Festival to right. pi- to pitch a film idea. But he masqueraded as an established fancy pants film producer. <laughs> And I remember the make. I remember the main thing I took away from it, thinking that the makeover scene was awesome, and I wanted to do it because he was like quite <laughs> scruffy, you know, scruffy, skinny lad, you know, in scuff mm. trainers in his twenties. And they got him exactly like you said. They got him a, a linen suit with a t-shirt underneath, and they spray tanned him <laughs> and whitened his teeth. And he uh, and then he like went around in like espadrilles, taking all these meetings, and people took him really seriously. <laughs> It was, really, it was really exciting. And I'm thinking you should do something like that as well. That's you, what you, I'm thinking. You've, you've got an yeah. in now. You've got an in. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I might just like buy a cheap camper van for like 500 quid or something to see if it can get me down to Cannes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with me linen suit and just swan about. So yeah. Uh, 16th to the 27th of May. The 76th Cannes Film Festival. Fist- Festival de Cannes. Mm. as it's called and the old oak is in there and that's where it'll be I guess that'll be the world premiere I don't know I'll find out more I'll, I'll reveal more as it's uh, passed on to me I guess over the next few weeks but uh, I'll keep those 11 days free um, also Hot UK Deals which is a great website if you like bargains talking logistics here uh, this might have sold out by the time this episode goes out actually but you can get six months supply of uh, hair fever allergy tablets on there for £3.97 at the minute. Fucking hell. What site's that? Hot UK Deals. Hot UK Deals, okay. Hot UK Deals.com. Don't, um, I don't think I usually get hay fever. Are you a sufferer, are you? I've had it since I was a kid, yeah. Mm. Yeah, my kids have got it as well. Oh, no. But um, So if six months worth would be for three of us, that's two months worth each. That's pretty much covering the hair fever season. So, yeah, £3.97. Lovely, stuck in. lovely stuff. Boots. Lovely stuff. That's Dawson's tip. Dawson's oh. consumer tip for today. Dawson's tip. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> that's in. Boom, boom, boom. That's in lieu of the actual sting that we'd do if we were in a radio show. Um, yeah. We are available to make stings for radio shows if you're interested. My, my, and uh, my uh, my dad came round for lunch on. Uh, Easter Sunday brilliant yeah he brought a cake <laughs> he brought a cake right. he went I was good of it he, he didn't talk, say it like this but some of the things if you put them into John Fanny Powder voice they sound funnier because he goes he walked in with this cake and he went alright kids I was going to get you Easter eggs but they were about 30 quid in the fucking shop I went in so I got this cake instead <laughs> yeah right of course 
<laughs> right, he does live in a posh area, so it could be true. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Jalapeño. He said a number of hilarious things. Um... And I did very, I, I did a, I did a really good job of not rising to any of the things he said. Like a classic dad thing to do mm. was like when I told, trying to sort of steer him onto taking interest in my children. Do you know what I mean? Like, why don't you ask them some yeah. questions about their lives? Why don't you attempt to bond with them? Right. And then, you, you know, so I tried to steer that a bit. So I told him what my daughter was thinking of doing for her A-levels. Big mistake. Guess what he did? He goes through each subject. This is a guy who doesn't have a single O-level. Right. He left school at 15. Right. <laughs> he goes, he immediately pounces on the three subjects she's thinking of doing. Right. And explains to her the pros and cons of each of them. But one of them, which is psychology, her favourite subject, which she's done for GCSE, he eviscerates immediately (laughs) he eviscerates as a non-subject based in no science whatsoever right yeah but of course he completely misunderstood because he he was i tried to tell him but i didn't want to have an argument that he was thinking of like psychiatry right and psychoanalysis psychology is not that right psychology there you know but anyway he, it was like, you know, when you're just sitting there, it's like, I'll pass the potatoes, thanks, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, Coco's thinking of doing, um, uh, yeah, the, the, the um, psychology for A-level. Right, well, here's why psychology is a completely ridiculous subject for you or anyone to study. And this is my daughter, she's 15 years old, she's under loads of stress doing her GCSEs at the moment. And he oh, sits God. and just talks at her for a full hour. Citing, oh, no. citing articles he'd read in various journals, source, like quoting sources and stuff like that about why psychology is a scam, a money-making scam, I believe he thinks it is, right? A pyramid scheme. Yeah, it's a, pyramid, it's a fucking pyramid scheme. So that was quite funny, but I, I bit my lip 
and my um and my daughter just sat there and just took it and she just to be honest she when it's not your actual parent you find it less annoying you find it more entertaining yeah i remember that with my grandparents you know my grandparents my dad my parents would get annoyed with them and i go what's the problem they're just bonkers whatever but i had when last week we were talking about greece weren't we on the podcast and i I actually said no the the film and I actually said, I can't remember why, I'm going to ask my dad what he thinks of Greece, right? Regular oh, listeners will yeah. know that my dad doesn't like films because he thinks they're all, he, he thinks they're an insult to your intelligence that so you should believe mm. any of the things that would happen in a film, right? He thinks they're silly. Stupid stories. And, and unbelievable, right? <laughs> and uh, so I thought, yeah, well, he says that <clears> about <throat> most films, but what about Greece? Everyone likes Greece, right? Everyone loves Greece, yeah. So we're watching Liverpool Arsenal. And uh, he's been quiet for about five minutes, which is fucking rare. He hasn't, he hasn't criticised anyone or anything for five full minutes, right? Um, so, or told an anecdote about something that happened in his past where he made a fool of someone, right? He hasn't. So I'm thinking, oh, it's weird. <laughs> where he, where he bested someone? Yeah, I'm thinking that's weird. Is he dead? I better check. <laughs> so to break the silence, I went, Dad, uh, what do you think of the film Grease? What? The film Grease. Grease. Yes. I've never seen it. And he says it really <laughs> proudly. He says it really proudly, like it's a huge thing. <laughs> I've, I've never seen it. Why would I watch that? <clears throat> and I go, it's a great film. It's a great film, Dad. And it's extremely popular. Everyone likes it. Oh, and suddenly that's the measure of what makes something good, that everyone <laughs> likes it. Very often, got a point. very often, that's the opposite of good. So I'm like, oh, okay. But mm-hmm. honestly, trust me, it's a really funny film. It's really funny. And he's looking at me at this point like he's going to be sick. Like, why are you saying this to me? I mean, to be fair to him, I was sp- I'd literally written down whilst we were recording the podcast last week, ask dad about Greece, right? Yeah. So I yeah. was openly trolling him for my own entertainment and I was mining yeah. him for content I admit that he probably but knew that it was I, a random question I was interested to know what he thought of Chris no he never thinks question is random because like, oh, a, right. like a lot of men of his generation he assumes that everyone around him really wants to know his opinions on every subject <laughs> ever right so that. it would never it would never surprise him if you said so tell me what tell me about pies are pies a good thing he'll be saying of course he wants to know about pies he wants to know everything i think about everything right and they all do um so he went i don't like musicals at all and i said oh that's a shame he went i said he went musicals are for only three types of person right oh three he went the deeply anxious <laughs> Wow, I would not, right. I would not have guessed that I in one of the groups. I didn't think that was coming, right? And That's he, top of, is that top of the list? Does he doing them in reverse order? He said homosexual men, and yeah, I thought he'd say that. And, and he went, and he said middle-aged suburban housewives. <laughs> right, my wife sat there, and I said, "Well, we're ticking two out of three here." I said, "Because I'm deeply anxious, and I suppose." <laughs> She's she's middle-aged and we live in the suburbs, so I wouldn't call her a housewife, but, I mean, and he went... And he didn't blink at that. It wasn't like, oh, I didn't mean you. 
He just looked and said, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes, yes, Yes. exactly. Correct. I'm talking about you. You're deeply anxious. Uh, You're an insecure person, and that's why you feel the need to watch films. But here's the best bit. This is the bit that when I was thinking about it when I was on my own yesterday trying to write something, and and it popped into my head, and I started laughing. I was in the Vita module alone, and I started laughing and laughing. Because he went, and then he started. He went on to explain why it was ridiculous for us to be expected to sit there and believe that these people would break into song all of a sudden. He went, "That's the yeah. thing I don't like about musicals is the way that suddenly, one minute they're talking, then suddenly they break into song." I said, "Well, yeah, but that's what a musical is. That's like saying the thing I don't like about songs is the way that people sing in them. Like mm. it's just, or oh, the thing I don't like about bread is." the fucking fact that it's made of flour. Do you know what I mean? Whether it is. It's just like, <clears throat> of course, that's it. And he went, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous and it's insulting to anyone with half an ounce of intelligence. And I went... Oh, you him. And I went, um, oh, yeah, well, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? And he went, I beg your... And he went like this, I beg your pardon. Right. <laughs> and I went, he said, it's what? And I said, it's a bit of fun. I said, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? Watching the music. And then he went like this. A bit of fun. (laughs) (laughs) A bit of fun. And I went, went, yes, a bit of fun. Yes. And he went, well, that just sums it up. And I went, well, once it's sum up, he went, oh, how desperate are you in life? When you're literally, you'll engage in anything on the basis of it simply being a bit of fun. And he just went, <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> and I went, well, I don't know, I don't know what to say to her. I said, I, I, I actually do think that you should engage with something that's a bit of fun. I said, I mean, what? Do you only Fun's engage good, in things that are hugely fun? Like, is it, is it my expectations too low to only want right. a little bit of fun? I said, yeah. well, I didn't say this, but I thought afterwards, what does he mean? Does he think that fun itself is pathetic and it's That's like... That's what a, I think. It's completely anti-fun. Yeah, fun. Or does he think if your aspirations are just for anything that's just a bit of fun, then you're setting, you're setting your aspirations too low and you should yeah. only be going for huge fun. But then I'm like, well, what, what's, what's your idea of huge fun? I don't see you up fucking IB for every weekend, bang on the fucking pills with a couple of prozers. Not that I'm saying that is huge one. That's depressing and awful. But what I mean mm. is, it's like I'm 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 searching around thinking, what's his definition of fun? If yeah, you know, because to me, watching Greece is a bit of fun. Um, and what more? You know, what more do you want from life? I don't know. But I mean, I think he's tried fun in the past because he used to have his parties, didn't he, with his shine CDs and the dancing monkey and dancing monkey. That was yeah, probably as, that, I mean, as I, I must high, admit, high octane as it got. That was a lot of fun for him, I'm sure, at the time. And don't forget, in the '60s when he was hanging out with the Searchers, that as well. He's probably he's, that he's must all have fun. Down. He's that all fun. So he's like, if you want to know what fun is, Sonny Boy, laddie, <laughs> try, try touring Australia with the Searchers. Yeah. Then you then you might fucking begin to understand the true meaning of fun. Try having a party in your flat in your fifties with loads of the secretaries from your office with a dancing monkey listening to Shed Who Seven. Who all wanted to be there? Yes. I should add. <laughs> Who were not in any way, shape, or form forced to be there or coerced. coerced. To be there. They wanted to be there. 
because there was a lot of cocaine and there was a dancing monkey and I uh, was earning good money at the time and therefore could afford all seven of the Shine compilation CDs. There, and before you say there were more than seven, there were seven at that time and I had them all, cunt. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> a bit of, I'll never forget that. A what? A bit of fun? Well, that just sums it up. <laughs> oh, God. So that was my Easter Sunday. It was Brilliant. Quite, quite nice. Quite nice. I enjoyed Brilliant it. stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll wrap it up now because we need to get ready to go and do these live shows. Mm. And we've got props to find and source and all that kind of thing. But come along, Brighton, London, Saturday night. Um, and then Manchester on Tuesday night, the Frog and Bucket, Liverpool, Casa Bar on Wednesday, Birmingham Glee Club on Thursday. Tickets are on tftimemachine.com. Um, links and information sources and that and they'll be great shows the last run that we did were great nobody these are going to be deny our, that. I think these are going to be our best shows because the last run was really good but now it's springtime yeah. it's, it's the that sun is shining it makes the difference yeah. we usually have always toured in the darker months but now we'll be arriving with a spring in our step and a song in mm-hmm. our heart and so will the audience and it's going to be fucking blinding you will definitely have a bit of fun if you mm. come along. Um, prediction update. We did two bunches of predictions over Easter, and I need to update you on the scores. These were 10 matches in total. Uh, Sam, you got four points. Fuck. I got two points. <laughs> Our results bot got eight points. The cunt. Now, if you remember, I was docked five points for not putting... Uh, a list of predictions out. Oh, yeah, that's weekend. true, yeah. So that makes it very interesting. You're on 79. It's fair right. to say... I'm out of the race, the this yeah. Season. Results spots on 107. I am on 109. Oh, fucking hell, that is close. That is yeah. close, yeah. mate. So, it, I mean, it's me own doing. I didn't follow the rules. Uh, I did not exert high performance, and I was docked five points, and there you go. That's what happens. Wow. So here we go. This weekend's predictions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Manchester City versus Leicester. 4-0 Manchester City. 4-0 to Manchester City. I will go for 2-0 to Manchester City. Uh, Tottenham versus Bournemouth. Um, Let's have a think about that. I think Tottenham will win it 2-1. I think Tottenham will win it 2-0. Okay. West Ham versus Arsenal on your birthday, I believe. Correct. Um, I'm going to say West Ham 1, Arsenal 3. Um, I'll go for 0-2 for Arsenal. Sunderland versus Birmingham. Saturday afternoon. Uh, I'm going to go for a 2 nil to Sunderland. Uh, I'll say 1-1. One, one. And finally, we're reverting back to Frank Lampard's Tory Chelsea as result spots. Oh, team yeah. of choice, okay. as soon as he's come back. And we've got Chelsea versus Brighton. Uh, Chelsea versus Brighton. Ooh. Mm. Um, I think this will be Chelsea nil, Brighton 2. I'm going to go 2-1 to Brighton. 
<laughs> it just feels all yeah. the whole Graham Potter thing. They're just l- in, <laughs> lurking and, over it. Like yeah, Chelsea are just in a mess. Todd Bowley, who is becoming, a, I would I would refer Todd Bowley as someone who is slowly becoming a top flight time machine. Bum bum bum, person of interest. That means yeah. <laughs> that we're not yet to launch a full investigation, right, and scrutinise <laughs> him. We're not yeah. going to subject him quite yet to our full scrutiny and analysis. But something about this guy I'm starting to like, right? Yeah. Uh, I read this morning that in the build-up to the Real Madrid game, um, he said, <laughs> someone said, what do you think is going to happen, Todd, in Real Madrid? And he went, <laughs> I think we're going to beat them three now. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, okay. I didn't know what to make of you at first, but now I'm fucking listening. You fucking mad cunt. And then they lost, of course, yeah. they lost 2 0. And I can just imagine yeah. him sort of shrugging and going, well, well fuck it. I didn't know. Well, who's, who's next? Who's this? All right, okay. Who we'll are we beat playing them now? 3 0. What? We got to play him again at our place? Jesus Christ. We get another goal? Okay, well, that's going to be 4 0. <laughs> I also, I also am very keen on this rumour that's gathered pace that he was advised to rehire Frank Lampard by <laughs> yeah. the the comedian James Corden, a West Ham fan, <laughs> who's a West Ham fan. But I'd like to think that like James Corden was being like was operating in the interests of West Ham and he was doing it yeah. as, as a banter. That's what you'd think, of course. But you know what James Corden's like. I don't think he has that kind of banter. I think he probably is matey with Frank Lampard. Mm. And it's like, I I really think, I really think, no, no, seriously, mate, Frank's a great guy. Seriously, mate, I think you should go for Frank. I'll give you his number if I want. We're pretty good mates, right? And I think he's done... We had him on a league of of their own. He was Uh, such a laugh. Oh, he was hilarious. And I know people take Mickey out and say he's a bit up himself, but honestly, he's not like that at all. Like, on need their own, some of his banter is extraordinary. Um, yeah, so I don't think that that... I'd love to think that James... You know, I've said before, I'll get behind anyone who supports West Ham, right? I'm, I'm the, A friend of West Ham is a friend of mine. Corden mm. sometimes stretches that stretches rule that, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Just a little mm. bit. I don't, I don't hate him like some people do, but he is a bit annoying. Plus, some of these stories going around about him cunting off waiters and stuff, you sort of think, nah, that's yeah. not good, is it? That's um, the mark of a, a cunt. Yeah, so I, uh, so I would like to think he'd done it as a banter, <clears throat> but I think he did it in good faith, which uh, I suppose, if anything, yeah. makes it even funnier. Either way, it works, doesn't it? Mm. So we've got what we want which is Frank Lampard back at the bridge yeah um, alright we'll leave it there and uh, come and see us also yeah the nature table will be in effect if, you've, if you're familiar with it bring along something you'd like to submit to the nature table uh, we will assess it and then either accept it or reject it no livestock no dead stock mm. but make it natural um, and come along and see us we're looking forward to seeing you thank you very much for listening and goodbye goodbye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.